All right, everybody, welcome to Read This, Read That. I am Joanne Reed, sans Jackie Reed. Jackie is off on the Tom Jordan cruise, chilling with Janet Jackson. I heard she got a hug. We're going to have Come to have on. her talk about that when she comes back and watching all the fabulous stars. And she's like in Puerto Rico and she's in the islands being fabulous. But that's okay. We're not jealous. We're not angry. We're not full of rage. Uh, and I have brought in our play cousin, Chris Witherspoon. Play cousin here. Play cousin Chris, pop culture expert extraordinaire, Wendy Williams show frequent guest. We're going to talk doing? about the <laughs> and, uh, and just all around fabulous goody friend, pal, nephew. This is the nephew. best fun you can have in, in daytime podcast TV. Okay? I'm and we drink. all these different things. <laughs> and you drink. Yes, yes. We make sure that we are well lubricated. It feels lubricated. like a TV show. It's not a TV show, but it feels like that. But it feels like it, right? Yeah. Because we try to have fun. And the thing that we that I do love about doing this podcast, of doing Read This, Read That, is that it is a break. No, it's it like, is. We, were ta- we, met, we ran into somebody today, Chris and I, um, here at 30 Rock, who works on the Today Show. And we were just having this conversation. And she's like, oh, we don't do politics. And I had to remind her that, you know, neither do I most of the mm-hmm, time. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when you and I are chatting, we don't really talk about Trump. No, and I think I think that there's this stigma around you political, you know, TV stars. Yeah. That, or political news TV stars, that that is the lane that you stay in. Right. Even I was walking with you and you were talking to, I think, uh, Katie Turr, is that her name? No, not Katie Turr. Um, Belshian Rule. Stephanie oh, Rule. Rule. Stephanie Rule, who hosts yeah. the show at 9 a.m. on MSNBC and then who back on at 3 p.m. Hilarious. It's hilarious. I never have seen that side of her. But right. you two and her bantering for 10 minutes about having a little kiki. Yeah. I'm like, so... I do think there's a there's a way for you guys to kind of pivot out of the lane that you're in and do yeah. more more light pop culture. It's stuff. funny because if we if you run into like Chris Matthews in the hallway or something, we we can talk about everything from politics to movies. He yes. loves yes. movies, and so yep. he will go in a long combo with you. But it's like I think we get stuck in these lanes where people think we only do one thing. Mm-hmm. Like when I was working with you back at the Grio. Chris Witherspoon will go do an interview with Oprah, but he would throw a political question yep, at her, yep. like a curveball, because mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. has multifaceted sides. It's all blended now. It's and all that's blended. That's why it's so important that you have a platform like this where folks can come and get their life and drink, and yes. also talk about politics and pop culture. We have like basically the, the Real Housewives of New York City <laughs> in the White House right now. No, it's so he true. might as well throw a glass of wine and a shoe at somebody. <sighs> It's 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 reality TV. It's political circus. It's but I can't stop watching it. It's I crazy. Stop, I can't stop you know getting my fix. It's crazy. Well, let's wind it down because of course the wine god does provide us with the delicious mm-hmm. wine. Come we are on. listening to Chateau Cipien Medoc. Uh, it's a delicious red. Oui, oui. You better, oui, oui. You better speak in French, Joy. Oh, très bien, near. monsieur. Yes, we do it, mon amour. We play. Okay, so we're gonna taste it. Let's sip. Mm. Mm. Do we like that? It's full I body. Like it. I like it. It's full body. Mm. I'm here we for like this it. glass with like a little glitter speck on it too. It's Come quite on. delicious. Well, we will remind you guys that we'll if finish you wanna, the bottle, y'all. We'll finish the <laughs> bottle. Uh, but if you would like to get in on it, Wine Church is how you can also sip and love. Uh, it's an educational wine home delivery service, and it was created by our friend Moselle Watson. We call him the Wine God. Every month, the Wine God will send you four bottles of delicious wine along with a personalized wine sermon, uh, and it's basically notes. And they, he, he basically finds out about you. Mm. He finds out who you are as a person. And then he will recommend the right wines and the right foods to go with the wines. Wow. So that way you're just not in the dark. A lot of people get intimidated by wine. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. sure what mm-hmm. to, to order. They're not yeah. sure which red is which, which white is which. And this actually helps you understand what you like. Because it's not really about the labels. It's about what you love. Mm. 
and he helps you find what you love. It's like wine church. We call it wine church. And the What's best thing the about- sermon part about it though. I love the wine sermon. Let me tell you something. <laughs> once he identifies you, once Moselle um identifies who you are, the wine god, and you fill out this sur- this sort of survey, yeah. not only will they send you wine every month that fits your personality, but they send you this sermon, which will actually sort of give you a liturgy Hallelujah. about wine. Hallelujah. Because Hallelujah. the only thing we love more about wine is talking about wine and hearing about mm-hmm. wine mm-hmm. and having people sort of sing to you about wine. It's yes. like the Song of Solomon. Oh, the most beautiful the book in the Bible, up, baby. Down, left, right, and you know, bottle. God did serve wine. He, he turned did say, it into wine. Come yes, on, he, did. he turned he water said, into wine. Why are you drinking water? Only do it. Let me bless you. Mm-hmm. Every time God is good. All the time God is good. All right, we're gonna and move on because it. of course, if you use the, the promo code READ, R-E-I-D, spell it right, you'll get 15% off your three-month subscription. Come so on. it's a discount with wine. Fabulous. Let's wind it down while we're talking about wine. Chris, what has been going on? I know you've had a lot going on. We're going to make you save your Wendy Williams tea for the next block. But just give us a little wind down. What's happening in your life? You know what? I I said that I want to talk about this whole whole new sort of chapter I'm in on being fearless. It's something that is very, very important to me. And I feel that... You know, there's a lot of folks in the industry that I watch that are doing their jobs really, really well. And mm-hmm. some that are just doing it okay. They're kind of selling through. Yeah. But the ones that are doing it really well are very fearless. They're kind of unapologetically who they are. I can look across the table and say that about you, Joy. <laughs> you are definitely that way. When you watch your show, you are truly who you are on camera as you are off camera. And it's this fearless sort of energy that I think translates to your viewers. And there's a few folks who do it really well. But... RuPaul. RuPaul is someone I've recently, I've always known RuPaul is like a drag queen. Yeah. I've watched RuPaul's Drag Race, but mm-hmm. I've been watching clips of his on YouTube for yeah. some reason. Oh, actually, my therapist, y'all, my therapist said, look up some stuff that RuPaul talks about, yeah. you know, handling anxiety and handling fear. And what he talks about is like, when we leave our house, all of us are always in drag. Like, mm-hmm. anytime you leave your house, you're kind of putting on a mask right. and you're pretending to be somebody else. But he talks about your intention behind anything you do can be the intention of love or fear. Okay. You have to make a choice. When you walk out of your house, are you going to walk out loving you, loving, right. loving the moment, loving the, the the gift that you have that is the present? Yeah. Or are you going to be afraid of what others think about you? So I'm at this place now of like letting my hair blow in the wind. Let it blow. And be fearless. Okay? Yes. yes. You know what? And I, it's funny because I can't imagine RuPaul ever being fearful or nervous. He's like Oprah, so y'all. Calm. He's like a, no, listen, you have to get into his podcast. He is like a spiritual guru. Uh, Yes, I'm waiting for his daytime talk show. Did you hear about this? No. Oh, he has a deal now. A daytime talk show. He'll be doing a three-week or two-week sneak peek in June on Fox O&O's. What? And then he might have uh, a a full run in September. Stop. RuPaul is going to have a daytime talk show? Yes, child. Him and Tamron Hall. Oh, my. Come on. Tamron Hall and RuPaul coming back to TV in daytime. back to back. I can't take it. The one problem that I do have is that I heard yes. he won't be doing drag. Oh, but he's not going to do drag? No, because I think he might tease us here and there, but right. we have to go watch Drag Race for that. Rue always says you got to pay him a ton of coins not to do drag. I, ain't mad I think he'll be more subdued. You him, know, his, himself. More himself. And his other show was him doing drag. He had a talk show back in the day that I didn't know about. I think it was like a VH1 talk show or something, or it might have been a network deal like in the 90s. Yeah. He did drag. It didn't last. But Again, he's a very spiritual, um, spiritually sound, see, smart wonder, individual. Though, remember, so Medea is ending, right? So that Tyler Perry's get is wrapping the allegedly. Medea character allegedly. I don't. But know I feel like though. sometimes when you take away that beloved character, I know it's robbing the audience in a sense of what they love. Look, Ru- RuPaul, just the RuPaul person, mm-hmm. is probably fabulous and amazing. amazing. But mm-hmm. people are so invested in RuPaul, the drag queen, yep. because it's so empowering. And I have to say, for me as a gay black man, I didn't see Ru as a man. Like I. Honestly, right. when he would talk, I would see him on shows, and I'm like, oh, like let me that? turn the channel because I want to see you with hair tresses Everything. down your back, right? You know, waist snap. 
match for the gods. Right. But I suddenly again began listening to his podcast where okay. he's not wearing drag and watching but you're not some YouTube clips. Him. I think that's no, different. yeah. But it's it's I, I think it's working. I'll have to get into what his show really involves. Maybe yeah. he'll be the man and then bring on a, a, a bevy and gaggle of drag queens. And I'll be here for that. You I know, and, that. And, and, and other, you know, special interest stories, folks overcoming obstacles in their yeah. lives, giving us like Rue Drag Oprah. Yeah. You know what? I would give it a chance. Okay. I'm going to give it a chance. We'll watch it in June. We'll, we'll watch, watch it in, in June. June because, you know, I'm here for Tamron Hall yes. waiting for that to come out. I'm very excited <laughs> because we need more black women in daytime. We do. We, we do. need more we black do. women in daytime. Yep. It's a space because black women are the audience. Oh, They're my the God. primary. Oh my audience. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that mm-hmm. in a minute. But I love your, and you are already fearless. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm on my way of being the best version of fearless that I can be, and luckily lovely. I have folks like you as an example. Yeah. Who, Today, yes. somebody, a friend, a new friend of mine, a friend of Chris's, told Chris that he had a megawatt Colgate <laughs> smile, and that is real. Y'all, the smile Thank is you. real. It's very Aww. charming. But you know, I've used Crest White strips. People think that I get my teeth white and professionally. I have yeah. not, I never could afford that. And once they kind of refined it, my teeth were already good to go. I never so thought I they use, really worked that well. No, That's I amazing. Use white but the thing is, I do them like every four months. Like people think you just do them once and you're done. Because won't they thin your teeth enamel? Child, I got good old teeth now. I mean, I go to the dentist. I've never had any major work done, no major cavities. That's I got amazing. all my teeth in my mouth like a horse. Even Same, my even my uh, wisdom teeth, I still have. I have mine too. So the white strips work, y'all. Yeah. Well, so does good nutrition. My mother's a nutritionist. All them carrot sticks, I used yeah. to cry when you put them in my lunch mm. because I wanted Twinkies. Yep. I'm thankful. And now. also bring a toothbrush to work. I always, when I'm when I'm on jobs, where I'm you know working eight hours, nine mm-hmm. hours, I'll keep a little toothbrush so I can brush my teeth at some point throughout the day. That's smart. That adds. You have all these different uh, staining enzymes and right. staining agents, as they call them. They yeah. get on your teeth. So yeah. Well, I can tell you my two little secrets though for keeping my teeth white. One, if you drink coffee, I don't care how hot it is, put a straw in it. Girl, I and taught I, you that, Joy. You did, oh, that I, I, I think real. Yes. I used to have my hot, scalding hot coffee. Damn Thank near you. melting the straw, y'all. Damn near yes. melting the straw. And remember, you're absolutely right because our boss our at the morning time meetings, Dan Woolsey, used to be freaked out. horrified yes. that we're getting plastic in our mm-hmm, bodies. Mm-hmm. But it's yes. so I told works. You, I even used to drink wine, but I've calmed down a little bit. With and I've a straw. also become a better alcoholic. Now I just drink it without a straw, but I yeah. used to drink wine with a straw. Because you want to bypass all that acid mm-hmm. off your teeth. That's where I got but that But I wasn't from. getting enough down fast enough, so now yeah. I need like, no, to take the straw su- off. You got to chug it. Yes, if you drink chug it fast it. enough, it's not going to hurt you. But absolutely, the stains from wine and coffee Major staging agents. Amen. You have that sort of film Mm-hmm. Over time, one of my goals, you guys, is one day to get like a Colgate, one of those um, commercials, you or like get a, that. a Crest White Strips. Because totally I really, deserve it. I've invested a lot of money in them, yeah. And I've been an ambassador to so many folks on the street and on subways and trains and such and whatnot. Yes. This is uh, Colgate like White coin. Strips. Um, listen, we don't gave you some free publicity. I need, I need, I need the bag. This, yes, we need yes. to back up that Brinks truck <laughs> in front of Chris. We got a baby. He needs I some money. Take, I would take like a, like a little retainer, like two thousand dollars a retainer. month to shout them out. Yeah. Yes, something. We got a baby to yeah. take care of. We need the coin. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna my, my little wind, wind down, down? is yes. very straightforward and it's not as inspiring as Chris's. Chris is much more inspiring. I like now. the ratchet wind down though. Mine is real ratchet because I'm so here for Game of Thrones coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I am that rare person that thinks Cersei Lannister is awesome. Oh my god, I love too. her. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, oh I love god. her yep. because she's fearless. She Ruthless. doesn't give a damn. She gives zero f's. She's like, yep. let me get this green lightning mm-hmm. and blow this whole shit up. I yep. don't care. She ain't even afraid of dragons. She's not afraid of dragons. She will kill her own children. Bring every dragon. I love her. I will take you down. Okay. Remember when they marched her naked through the square? Shame. 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 <laughs> she was yes. like, Yo, okay, shame, bitch. I'm her body Because her body was snatched. She was like, I've been in this dungeon not eating for weeks on she end. Did. I'm going to walk through these streets. My body's snatched. Chop off, snatched, chop like, off my, my hair. I'm dirty. I'm going to kill each and every last one of y'all. And Just she making did. mental notes yep. about she who was, was like, going to die. You're going to die. You're going down. Die. I'm putting your down yes. after this. 
Yep. She and her brother are gross and nasty, and yes, they are doing the doing the nasty with each other and having kids. But I love Cersei Lannister no, because I, I think she's fiercest embodied. And my favorite is, is is the Khaleesi, the mother of dragons. I know you the love breaker people of chains, love Khaleesi, the breaker the unborn, of chains, the yes, unborn, whatever they call it. She's amazing. And also, I love now her personal story. Did you hear about this? That she no. said that she suffered two aneurysms. You didn't hear about this? What? It was That's a huge cool. story. She wrote an article for, I want to say, New York Magazine two weeks ago. And suddenly, the Game of Thrones people are being very uh, transparent about their whole journey. Yeah. She says that she suffered two aneurysms throughout the course, literally brain aneurysms oh my throughout God. the course of playing this role. Like one was one year, like the, I think her first season, the other one was like her third season. Yeah. So she has damn near died and oh still is the mother of dragons, the breaker of chains. That's like come amazing. on and give her the seven kingdoms. So go ahead and give it. Well, you know, All the kingdoms. She got an advantage because she got dragons. That's, not, that's, that's true. That's an unfair that's advantage. True. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we love the king in the north. We know that they are, they are if you are not up on it, I apologize for the spoiler alert, but yep. they are related. To oh, each other. yep, yep, yep. And yep. so we're going to. You mean see Kit Harrington, right? Kit Harrington's okay. character, the King of the North, Jon Snow, mm-hmm. is actually related oh my God. to the Mother of Dragons <sighs> because you have to go through the cosmology of it, but mm. they're related. Can so there'll be you? more than one sister brother couple. Oh my God, that's going to be amazing. In the show. It's going to be so fierce. Like they, they have so many loose ends to tie up. Totally. One little fun story I was at CAA one day, my, my former agency, um, and I was sitting in the lobby. This was like two and a half, three years ago. And the lobby's very pretty. Nothing yeah. really fabulous. It's in the in the Chrysler building. Who walks in? Kit Harrington. Oh, my and God. And they make him sit. They don't just, like, whisk. I thought they don't whisk him off. Right. Down some secret dark hallway. to like down? The back door, the service elevator. He right. sat down. And guess who he sat down next to me? Uh, I stopped what I was doing, put my phone down, and I was like, I am so sorry, but I'm going to fan out right now. <laughs> I need to know like, what's going on in your life. Like, are you really as fierce as you are on TV? Like, I, I really embarrassed myself and took a selfie with him at everything. I, no, I'm mad at but you. But can I tell you, he's so short. He's so short. He looks to me. I was like, you know, I thought you were taller, but I like your stature. You, yeah. You're still gorgeous. He's you know, I, I kind of won, like, won him over with my gayness. Bit, yeah. But I was like, um, he looks so much taller on TV. He's yeah. like, I wear stilted shoes. He told what? me he wears stilts in his shoes. They literally build in like four inch stilts How short into are we his shoes. Child, I want to say like five eight. Five, really? Yeah, five eight. So he's like not much taller than me. No, nope. he's like small, Mm-mm. but like muscular right. and, he's and a great jawline. Like no, 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 no. Yeah. But them still to work. He they looks, he looks do. all kind of tall and buxom on the show. He clearly do. I mean, Tom Cruise isn't tall, but he he look he like reads taller because they cast short people. You know what I love is British people. They don't have any sort of like they're so disarming. Yeah, like he was like, oh, totally. You know, I'm I'm probably short. You know, <laughs> and he was just he kept it real. He didn't care that I said that. Yeah. he didn't take it. He's he, like he, a he, he lived at the veil. He was like, I wear steel shoes. I love yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Mm. I love it. But I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens. I cannot wait to see it. So I'm very excited about Game of Thrones. I'm very excited about all the shows because, of course, Walking Dead is done. So we have to wait for Fear the Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. You and I have both gotten into a new show that we both love called Killing Eve. Oh that it's God. not new. It's just new to me. Yes, yes. And you told me about it. No, and that show, it's kind of gotten more momentum post-award season because yes. Sandra Oh won the, I think, Emmy or yeah, Emmy Award. Right. The Primetime Emmy Award. She made history winning that award as the, yes. the first Asian woman to win for lead actress. Right. And it just took off. There was a BBC show that was yeah. produced also in partnership with AMC but right. now season two is on BBC and AMC and, and they just announced they're renewing it for season three so get your whole entire I'm life still on season one um, the daughter and I are binging it obsessed no I'm obsessed it's obsessed. it's just so well done and I love I can't think of her name but 
the who who plays the Russian, the Russian the, um, the murderous, murderous insane Russian, serial killer. Who's crazy, but so many nuances to her character. Yeah. Like I almost like would let her come over and nearly kill me. Well, as long as we can have coffee and tea I and crumpets. I think Sandra O's character would too. The thing that I love about the, the the interplay between those characters is that Sandra O's kind of fascinated with her. Oh, she totally. She's, she's kind of low key in love with her. She's kind of low key. There was in like love a lesbianic moment in season yes. one, and I sort of feel like there's something there yeah. that she wants from her. That she that kind is, of is more into her than she's into her husband. Husband, no, no, no. I right? get it. And I would be too. I mean, she might have me cross over <laughs> because she is like, because she also is kind of like uh, defying sexuality too right. because she's lesbian. She has lesbian moments. Right. Uh, sexually she fluid. She, she's sexually yes. fluid. She doesn't have any constraints either morally in terms mm -mm, of killing. Mm -mm. No, She'll just no, kill. And she doesn't no. have any moral, no second thought. But then also in terms of gender, in terms of sexuality, none of these boundaries mean anything mm -hmm. to her, including that, propriety, nothing. That perfume scene, if you guys, it's a spoiler, but I'm sorry, but that, that, that scene in season one where she gives the woman that perfume and yes. smells it and that's how she dies. Yes. That was one of the most amazing deaths. And she's standing there, she's like, what's wrong with you? Right. And, and she's dying. And she wants to like stare into and the person's face watch you die. and watch yep. you die. Yep. yep. It's yeah. amazing. Anything you want, I all right, that's let's jump into hot topics. As if that's not a hot enough topic, mm -hmm. I had to move quickly into this because I am obsessed a little bit. Okay. You know, of course, we know we love Wendy Williams. We are yes. Team Wendy. Who are you doing? How you doing? We both say who are you doing so yes. much that yeah. I think people think that we're like Wendy in person. No, totally. Right? No, I can't stop saying it. So Wendy Williams, um, and you know that uh, I have a, a very good friend, Paul Porter, who's a longtime friend of yep. Wendy's. Yep. Um, and who was the first person to let me know that Wendy was trying to pull away. Okay. He's now gone on record in lots of different page six articles, et yep. cetera, talking about the fact that he has had a real problem with Kevin the husband, mm -hmm, for a long time mm -hmm, because he's mm -hmm, a good friend mm -hmm, of Wendy's mm -hmm. and has been worried about her. Yep. Well, we now know, Chris, that what's going on with that marriage. Well, no, I mean, there's a report out today that that Kevin Hunter, or that, that Wendy has filed divorce from Kevin Hunter. Now, I don't know that to be true because right. she hasn't come out and said it herself. Right. These are all reports. Yeah. Um, But at the end of the day, I'm someone who's on the show often. And you were on the show today. Yeah. I realized that so much of their relationship truly is this business dynamic, and I get it. I, I think it's something that's worked. Um, Kevin oftentimes is behind stage. He's delightful to me. He's very kind. And he's the executive producer of the show, right? Yes. Or one of them. Yeah, I think one of them. Mm -hmm. But I also know that there's so much more at play here. You know, yeah. like Wendy is a, she's a trailblazer. She's a trailblazer. Yes, she she's someone who has, I think, broken so many different barriers for women. And her show is so inclusive mm -hmm. for people like me that might not see our stories told on different shows. Totally. Um, that I hope that she gets to where happy really is for her. Yeah. If that is divorcing Kevin, amen. Right. If that is staying with him, girl, do you. Right. You know, but I also want, now that she's made this amazing, uh, you know, lifted the veil on her, her battle with, with substance abuse. Yeah. You know, you also want to make sure that you have everything in your life set up to where you can be successfully sober. Right. So whatever that looks like, if it is truly yeah. this divorce that we reported, that we heard about, yeah. power to her, amen, yeah. keep it moving. I was on her show today. We taped yeah. today, or we were on today live. Um, And she was fierce and, yeah. and fabulous and happy and jovial. So yeah. it looks good on her. Whatever this is looks good on her. What I, what I love about Wendy Williams, even going back to her Hot 97 days, is that she's just very real. Mm -hmm. And she's very relatable to the to, to the ordinary person. Yes. And so I think one of the reasons she's so successful is she's not an inaccessible seeming star. Mm -hmm. Right? She seems like a friend of yours that has a talk show. Yeah. And her thing is so familiar that I think people are very invested in whatever's going on. And I'm with you. Whatever it is that makes her happy, whether she stays with him or leaves him, whatever. We just mm -hmm. want Wendy to be happy because happy Wendy, it's sort of right now it's we need it. We need 
need it. We need it. Yeah. And, and and no matter who comes on TV, like, you know, I adore Tamron, I adore Brew, I adore all these folks who might have daytime talk shows. I think Wendy's literally, literally created her own lane. Like, she there's did. no one that's there, ever going to be able to cross over and do all. what she does. Even whenever I was watching her show, and I was on her show when she was gone yeah. on that extended hiatus, I was on the Kiki Palmer. Mm-hmm. I watched other women, other men, Nick Cannon, step in. It's great. They did a great job, but no one can do Wendy. Like, right. literally, no one can do what she does. Yep. It's her own unique style of yep. hosting a show. Yep. And that's dope because I look at, like, Ricky Lake and Sally Jesse Raphael and some mm-hmm. of the others that were out and about, Maureen Povich and Montel. There was a similarity there. Like, you could yes. kind of come in and see how they could emulate what that person did. Right. But no one can emulate what she no does. Can. She's and a singular sensation, she's literally. She's a singular sensation. And by the way, her ratings, one of the things that's unique about Wendy is that her ratings she gets most of her ratings in the demo. Oh, wow. So for those who don't understand the demo, it's Break basically, it down for them. right, that advertisers look at your overall rating, like how many people are watching your show total. They call it the P2 number, okay. the total household number. And then they look at the money demo, which is people from either in some networks it's 18 to 54 or 25 to 54, mm-hmm. meaning they want a younger group of people watching your show. Wendy Williams, even when she doesn't have the highest overall rating, yep. has the highest percentage of her rating coming from the demo, meaning that if you're watching Wendy, you're almost all in the demo. That's so valuable wow. that it makes her show more actually valuable than shows that even have higher numbers. I believe it. I and believe so she's it. I probably it. the most popular show with younger daytime viewing audiences. And people, I think, don't passively watch. It's not no. just on in the back. They actually they watch, watch and they listen and they look at what she's wearing, what yes. she's saying, the neck rolls, all of it. Because I, I have been on the Today Show dozens of times. Yeah. I've been on Good Morning America, CBS This Morning, all those shows. I get recognized most from Wendy Williams. I walk down the street. You would think I'm Beyonce in some places I go to. (laughs) They're like, oh, my God, I love you on Wendy. And they're not just saying I love you on Wendy. They're like that thing. They like reference the thing that I said, the joke, the one little joke that I made. Yeah. And it's like that to have that kind of captive audience, especially with our people. Yes. You know, and similar to you, you you have an audience that is so engaged. Your show trends every weekend that it's on. Because I think some of these shows are engaging. It's a a weird way of engaging that's both relatable because there are a lot of, let's be honest, a lot of black women. Mm -hmm. Watching these shows, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. want to be able to relate, and they want to see seeing. themselves, and they want right. to know that you're being as authentic as you possibly can right. be. And what else, Joey? Fearless and fearless, fearless, and that's what fearless. both of y'all do. Both of y'all do. I'm I'm making it my business to get Joy Reid <laughs> on the Wendy Williams show. So when y'all see it happen, <laughs> just know I'm back behind <laughs> stage somewhere. You know, polishing curtains and doing whatever I can do to get her to make it. I'll run the lights if I have to. I <laughs> you want know you on the show. What would happen though, Chris? If I was to go on the Wendy Williams show, <laughs> a I would fall because I would be so nervous that I would cam. wear some cute heels and I yep. would I would walk out and fall. It's I fine. know it. I'll, I'll walk trip. you out. I, I would, would have like to get some kind of mask. Right? Do no, dude, we we can wheel you out. We can put you on a little scooter. <laughs> Whatever we have to do to get, get you out segue. there. Yes, get a yes. little segue. And that would be fierce. Our audience will be into that. Be into Ride that, right? a segue and just walk over in your six inch heels and, and be like, sorry, I didn't want to fool. They will be so they'll be so oh, into maybe that. Fall down. <laughs> I love Wendy. Well, we love you, Wendy. And yes. we hope that you're happy and that everything is fine. Yes. Because we yes. love you. So you guys should get on your show. Oh, we've tried. Trust me. Okay, oh no. Okay. We there are certain people we sort of have pursued in stock. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 She loves another good person. Yes. We love her. Another person that um we stalk. And not just because of her name, is Joy Behar. And let me tell you, one of my dreams is to have Joy Behar on on the AM Joy show. So if you're listening, Joy, we love you. Um, Let's let's talk about The View. Yes. Christopher. Yes, 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 yes. yes, Um, (laughs) There's a lot happening on The View right Mm -hmm. now. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of dynamics that are happening on The View that are tense. I don't know if it's just me. See, I don't watch on a regular basis because I don't like to watch television that makes me more tense. Mm -hmm. And I don't like watching 
uncomfortable interactions with people. To me, that's not entertaining. I think some people like it because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, everybody's fighting. Yep. I just just the clips of it make me uncomfortable. No, me too. And I think that people also in the view, I think it was if you had watched it seven years ago. Yeah. To me, it wasn't as informative. I feel like now they've shifted and become a very political show. Very political. And yes. I think for a lot of the women that are watching, they might not have watched Morning Joe. Right. They might not have watched MSNBC or seen in that morning, but they literally sit around and wait yeah. for the view to come on and watch the clips on Twitter and online. Right. So I do like that their show has become very, very smart. Yeah. And the things that are being debated and they yeah. get very vicious and very ugly. Very vicious. They're they're dropping lots of facts and nuance and the and the nuances and and the, and the producers are producing their asses off. Yeah. Like they're giving these women really detailed cards of right. facts and information. Yeah. It's this very stressful job because you're not talking about, like it used to be you were talking about like, you know, people and breakups and who's dating who on The View. Now right. it's not that. Hot topics are heavy hitting political discussions around race, religion, uh, society, global uh, issues. It's yeah. heavy stuff. But is it is it, in your opinion, just as somebody who is an expert in pop culture and in watching and in television, is it over the top? Because this week there were a lot of memes about Meghan mm. uh, McCain's interactions mm. with Joy Behar mm. uh, and a lot of the memes of Joy's reaction mm-hmm. to being yelled at and told, your job is to listen to me. Um, and, you know, and, and full disclosure, you know, Megan is not a huge fan of mine. And, you oh, know, okay. We used to get along f- great when we were here. And yep. Abby Huntsman was here as well. Yes. And they were two of the nicest people ever. You yes. know, I'll just say. I Abby, was on with Abby on uh, Reverend Al Shore. Yeah. At Reverend Al show at least once a week. And she used yeah. to host a show called, a show called The Cycle. Mm-hmm. And Abby is truly one of the sweetest, kindest yes. people I've ever met. I don't agree with her politically mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But she's a lovely person. Anna Navarro, who's on the show a lot. Lovely. Wonderful. Cindy Hostin. Could not be nicer, yes. right? That's yep. what it's the show is made up of people who are nice women. Mm-hmm. But something about that interaction with them sometimes gets so heated yeah. that literally Whoopi Goldberg has to step in and intervene. The, the 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 big issue this week was Megan and Joy going at it yeah. and, and Joy trying to get her point across and Megan kind of like jumping in and saying, like, your job is to let me talk and get yeah. my two cents in. Like, yeah. don't ever cut me off. Um, it was it was ugly, it yeah. was vicious. Um, and a but, lot of people said it reminded them of workplace interactions that yep. they've had. I think a lot of yep. ha- women had emotion around it because they're like in a workplace. Mm-hmm. That kind of interaction can happen and it's uncomfortable. And I think that oftentimes we have come to learn that a lot of conservatives like the Meghan McCain's or Elizabeth Hasselbacks or whatever, so much of what they say, there's more to it than just shutting someone down. It's almost like shutting you down, but also being an undercover racist or homophobic or some of the other, you know, sort of uh, layers to what you're trying to say yeah. that I think makes me even more angry when I watch folks like her. But I was at the show, a little inside scoop slash oh, tea. Tea, tea time. At the show last month, yeah. I was a guest of Sonny Hostin. How you yeah. doing, Sonny? Um, a dear, I think she's so talented, she's former so colleague talented. of mine from CNN. She and invited me. I actually wanted to come sit in the audience. I sat in the audience, I watched, and I noticed that they had a like, little interaction talking about Israel mm-hmm. and something that... I can't remember the um, the congresswoman I believe who wears the hijab who made a comment Ilan about Omar. who made a comment about yeah. Israel maybe yeah. and, and it was very it was very strong comment mm-hmm. made a lot of folks mad mad Sunny and Megan were discussing it and Sunny was kind of defending her and trying yeah. to explain what she was trying to say right and Sunny was saying that she's she has a Jewish her, her grandfather or something is half Jewish or yeah. Jewish 
Um, and Megan got so angry. And I, the one problem that I have with Megan, and I will say this as someone who was watching in the audience, like when you have these arguments on panels, even you and your guests that you bring on your yeah. show, at the end of the day, professionally, you have to shake hands yes. and kiss and find a way to like get through that that commercial That's break right. and come back on the other side and realize that when you're educated and you're smart, you're professional, you're able to have these kind of discussions yeah. and debate each other. Megan got up and left, left the table, went behind the stage, had a little hissy fit, you know, and then she came back right before you're back from commercial. And it's like, girl, it's not that, it's not that no, serious. It's like, you can agree to disagree. Yeah. Like, stop act, taking it personal as yeah. if you're above the rest of them. Yeah. And if someone steps on your toes, right. it's grounds for you to get up and walk away. Yeah. And, and I that's think the problem that it, I have. She a, comes across as entitled. Yeah, and the thing is, is that that show has the potential to be very important because it can show you how people from different ideological backgrounds yep. can all speak. I mean, they're all relatively privileged women, obviously, mm -hmm. because they're wealthy and affluent and, you know, daughters of famous people. Yes. So they're not like your average women on the street, no, right? No, But they they could model a kind of conversation across different ideological yeah. lines that could be healthy. But I feel like there's something about that show that's always almost wanted toxicity yes. to be a part of it. Even yep. going back to the original version of it, mm -hmm. where that, that toxic piece needed to be there for some reason. Do you think it's built into the show to be that way, almost like a reality show? I think it goes back to legendary queen mother Barbara Walters, yeah. who created the show. Mm -hmm. I think Barbara knew what she was doing when she yeah. created the show. And I think she probably tested a few different versions of the show. Because we all know now you test the heck out yes, of a show you before you green light it. Yeah. And she probably realized that having a vanilla, quote unquote vanilla, where everyone gets along and it's sing song. Right. Doesn't really rate. No, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't rate. People don't want to watch... I think a panel because Barbara really created that that yeah. phenomenon. She did. You know, she probably thought about what it's like, and you know what it's like being in our morning meetings in the newsroom. Yes. What it's like when you have you know different folks that are debating and arguing whether or not this is even a story. Right. Why are we covering this? It can get kind of vicious. It she can. probably thought to herself, "Let's bring together women that really have different viewpoints." Yeah. But at the end of the show. 59 minutes in, can walk away from here and come back the next day and do it all over again. And do it all over again. And that's what rates. I mean, I think the views ratings probably are higher than they ever have they been. They probably are. And people are sharing these clips. Oh, my as God. Much as people complain. It trends on Twitter, Joy, like AM Twitter. Joy. It trends, it trends on Twitter. It trends like AM Joy, you all. I don't <laughs> see how it does it, but the view never used to trend on Twitter. It, it trends. trends on Twitter and when it's on. And black Twitter is constantly talking yes, about it. The yes. way I even heard about this interaction this week was black Twitter was on fire yep. about this. Yep. yep. For Joy. Like, no, for we, Joy. Yeah. Yep. I think the black Twitter is stands for Joy, they stand for Whoopi, and they totally stand for Sunny. For Sunny. Like, Sunny yeah. really knows how to, she knows how to play the game. Yes. She sits there and lets Megan talk, because she's the one next to Megan all the yeah. time. Yeah. She lets Megan get her two cents on, she lets Megan sort of like, you know, unwind and unravel, yeah. but then Sunny comes back poised, unbothered, and, unbothered. And, and, and gives a good, good old nasty read. But classy, a classy, yeah. nasty, poised read. And yeah. that's why you, I like her for that, because yeah. that's what black women have had to do for decades. It's true. They've had to scrub floor and and sit on the colors in the colored section, yep. but then still walk up to that cashier and pay and be dignified and, and be poised and say thank you. White gloves yep. I guess the thing that I think for a lot of black women, their question was, could Sonny flip out like that and get away with it? And I and your answer is probably no. It's probably no. Because nope. Star Jones is, yep. is the sort of the textbook 
version of if you are seen as the problem, but you're a black woman, mm-hmm. it's a different thing, right? We have to play a different game. We I think the one person game. that's allowed to do that is Whoopi because Whoopi's bigger yes. than that show. Like right. Whoopi's way bigger than the view. She's an iconic. But she also she's a statue at Madame Tussauds. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like she's a wax figure. When she you're does. a wax figure, you can do whatever the you, can you do want whatever to do. You want. And yeah. she's also the moderator, so she's yes. playing the role that Barbara Walters played. Yes, she's yes, sort of the yes, boss yes. at that table. Mm-hmm. So she can shut everybody down. Whenever she's ready for it to end, it ends. But I do wish, and this is just, no. Sh- I think Whoopi's iconic, love her to death, but I do wish Whoopi stood up a bit more for black female issues. Sometimes yeah. she kind of stays in the middle yeah. and lets Megan go in right. and disrespect people a little bit more than I wish she would. Yeah. But I also know, like, you know, as the moderator, she has to make it, uh, uh, equal playing field and not necessarily lead with to her one passion, or the other. right? But realize this is a show where we're supposed to hear the other side, right? As crazy as it sounds, you gotta let it let her be finish heard. her sentence. Yeah. yeah, we'll go to commercial yeah. and come back and allow someone to make a rebuttal. Yeah, and it's a, and it is an interesting show in the sense that these are very different women, and I love when Anna Navarro is added because Anna Navarro Ooh, first yes. is hysterically funny. Genius. She, I've been on panels with her. She is the most naturally funny person oh, I've totally. ever been around. Yeah, she's yeah. very funny and she's very smart. Um, it is interesting. The show is sort of balanced. It's usually three Republicans to two liberals. Mm-hmm. It's it's overweighted with Republicans because Abby's obviously a Republican. Yeah. So it's interesting the way they set it up. But it's an interesting show. And I wonder well, I think it, that they have an audience, to your point, yeah. of, of a lot of conservatives that watch their show. I, like they like watch it. and I think that they wait for Abby and Megan to like speak and, yeah. and, and go crazy yeah. and do the things that they want to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's an interesting way of doing it because daytime talk, I tend to think of daytime television as very black women dominate in terms of the audience. Mm-hmm. But that show is clearly not that. No. no I don't no. think it's that. Other than black Twitter that's watching no, it. I day. think black Twitter watches, but I think that a lot of the audience, and I think a lot of folks DVR, like women that work yeah. in like Georgia and Illinois and they DVR, all over, and they, they DVR and they yeah. come home and they watch it and they pop popcorn yeah. and they have a glass of wine and they watch Megan say what they want, what they want to say. What they want to say. Yeah. What yeah. they wish. And Abby. You know, with all her lip gloss and baby bump, say what she wants to say <laughs> and like represent them. Yeah. And I saw Abby backstage. She's delightful. She gave, She's giving me a hug. Lovely. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, is. they're all very nice backstage. They are. They're yeah. very nice. They were all very kind to me. Yeah. But dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. It's when they turn it on. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to some other interesting topics. Um, This is a sad one. Let's talk about Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. This has been like, uh, so today, the day that we're taping this, and you all know that we taped this before, you you see it. So on the day that we're taping this, Nipsey Hussle had a big memorial. Um, I think they had to do it in the arena, right? In, yes. in L.A. Yep. Um, where the um, where the Lakers play. He shut the city down, basically. The shut city, the city shut down. down today because of him. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Of course, if you don't know, Nipsey Hussle, the early, he was in his early 30s, maybe 31, mm-hmm. 32, um, rapper. Um, who was He was a very interesting figure. He was half Eritrean, half African-American. Um, he had this amazing story where he just rose from nowhere selling his own mixtapes. Um, and sold and them for high prices. $100 a tape, yep, I think. Yep. And in order to say, listen, if I'm going to sell mixtapes, I'm going to sell them high mm-hmm. and make it and not be out here struggling. Yep. And he caught the attention of people like Jay-Z, other you know huge people in the industry. And he was really on the come up. I mean, he had just done this amazing spread with his wife in Vogue. I think yes. they had just yep. done a big yep. Yep. you know, yep. thing on them. Lauren London. Lauren mm-hmm. London, um, the actress. And they, they were a pretty big deal. Yeah. And he also was investing a lot in his community, which is near the Inglewood area in Los Angeles. He bought uh, a bunch of property, including a whole mall 
where they had a cell phone store and all these other businesses because he was trying to invest in his community. He was in front of that very establishment when he was gunned down wow. by somebody who was obviously envious of him. We don't know why he did it. And a man who did it was named Eric Holder. Why do you have to be named yeah, Eric Holder? That like the got Attorney me. General? That made me so upset when I heard that. And then Eric Holder, the killer, not the Attorney not General. Attorney General. His lawyer general. is the is the black lawyer from the black prosecutor from OJ. Yeah, Johnny, not Johnny. What's his name? Um, I can't remember. What's his, his name? name? It's okay. It's the black okay. prosecutor from OJ. We're gonna ask Nina to find Nina. Find the black prosecutor from OJ's name. We forgot yeah. his name. The one who basically did the "If the gloves don't fit, you must acquit" because he handed OJ the gloves. Was that Sterling K. Put K. This Brown's on. character in the in? Yes. Yes. He I told. Can't he his literally name. handed. Yeah. Chris Dowd. No, no, no. Chris Darden. Chris Darden. There we go. Chris yep. Darden, the guy yep. who handed OJ the crusty glove. Mm-hmm. No, it's and, messed up. And sunk the case. But can I say the one? The one thing that I do like. I shouldn't say like that I do respect about this whole process as you look at with uh, Biggie and Tupac, the other two iconic rappers, I would say he's Nipsey is the 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 third in of this sort day. of holy of trinity today. now. This yeah. holy trinity of these three rappers that were gunned down Martyr. in Los Angeles yeah. that I think they're obviously a conspiracy theories around the first two. It might yes. still be one around him, but I do really truly respect the diligence that the LAPD has done around his case. Yeah. They have really done some incredible I th- I think research yeah. and reporting yeah. and like working with the media and putting out information yeah. as they know it, surveying camera footage yeah. and tracking this oh, they man had down. To solve it. Yeah, I think Chris Darden has it. He ain't gonna do it. He, he, mm. the, the LAPD mm-hmm. knows, listen, they know one thing. Mm-hmm. If they somehow get him off, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Holder, people will march in the in street, the burn street. cars. Flip over car. It will be the L.A. riots part two. They are not dum-dums. They know the fact that he shut the city down today for this memorial service means Mm. that people will be enraged if somehow they let this 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 man This dude is going to have to go to prison. Oh, forever. And and so here's the question. I asked my staff this question. I'm going to ask you the same question. And they they were all like 100% no. If you had the opportunity to interview the killer, would you do it? Yes. I would, too. Yeah, I would. I would. I would, too. And I think that you and I, we kind of, I think we touched on this one day recently but i believe that like the folks that i admire in the game like oprah yeah and oprah and oprah (laughs) and wendy and you but i believe that what oprah was able to do that i thought was so fascinating on her best of days was sit down with rapists and serial killers clansmen clansmen, and find a way to be the sort of teacher and the student and like ask them the questions that people at home want to know right and leave her judgment in a box to the left, in a box outside, to the left. in the hallway. Amen. And when she walked out, she might have been like, that mother... But right. she didn't show it. That's right. She allowed herself to be almost like this sort of vessel, this yeah. tunnel yep. for the story to come through. Yeah. And who else would do it? Like, You know what I mean? Like, I would rather you do it than... Someone at Fox News right. or, or or someone, you know, who doesn't really know how to do good reporting and right. good journalism and ask the questions that black folks want to know. And at the end of the day, black folk, I mean, this this death, Nipsey Hussle's death, like impacted younger uh, African-Americans so strong. I was surprised. I mean, I didn't know his music as well. I knew who he was. Mm-hmm. But boy, people, you know, younger, younger people loved him. Yep. And he was so important to the hip hop community yes. that I want to know why did this man shoot this guy? I want to know. And the only way to really know is ask him. Yep, yep. And I want to know, what is it in your life? He was He's depicted in photos with Nipsey Hussle, so he obviously knew him. Yeah. You knew what he meant to the community. You live in that community. Mm-hmm. Why'd you do it? I want to know. You I know, would interview him. The legendary, iconic Maya Angelou, who I got to interview one time in my life. Maya, Maya Angelou. She, called, she was like, hello, this is Maya. <laughs> it was a phone interview for like a whole half an hour, but I have the audio. I listen to it all the time. Out of the world. Yes, out of the world. Claire. She said, you know, words are poison. They get in your clothing. <laughs> yeah. 
and they take on the forms of life. No, but I remember Maya Angelou said that, I remember an interview, she was talking, she used a Latin phrase, like, yeah. homini hominama hominus. It right. was like some Latin phrase in which she was saying that, she said that the bigot, the beggar, and the and, and the batterer, yeah. um, there's no difference. Like We can't pretend that what a human being can do is foreign to us. If right. he can do that, that means it's in the core of who we are as That's humans. Right. So we correct. have to understand why we can't judge the bigot the beggar or the bar or, or, or the batterer and look at them as beneath us. They right. are a part of who we are That's as human right. beings. That's right. So we have to understand their stories and not look at them as alien you because they're human. You just decoded us. Oh, come on. Because that is the core of what that like movie decode is. Moment. Yes, yes, because the tethered yes. are not separate Blame from it us. on the Chateau Cipion. That's good decoding. Yes. This is good decoding Cipion, juice, y'all. Medo, <laughs> this will help you Mel decode Cibiago life. Cool because that is real. I mean, that's what the us, it's the true. core of it is, it, right? And that's, that you can't decode from the darker side of yourself. Yes. They are part of you. They're tethered to and you, And essentially, literally. that's what Maya was saying. And, yeah. and, and it's so true. Then, and that's why I think we have to go to the prisons. We have to yes. sit down with a lot of these folks and understand what in, in our collective humanity that's allowed right. them to, to do that. that because if, if you think about it from his point of view, right, mm -hmm. you are going to get caught. Yep. You yep. killed a very famous man mm -hmm. who was affiliated at one time with a gang that will hunt you down. Yes, yes. His fans, between his fans and his former gang members, they're going to find you. Mm -hmm. And the cops. Mm -hmm. And the cops must find you. Yes. You know you're getting caught. You know Why you're would you caught. take the chance? Not just shoot him, but mm -hmm. shoot him, go back, come back, shoot him again, go back, come shoot him, kick him in the head. You gratuitously overkilled this guy in front yeah. of his daughter. Yeah. Why would you do that? Wait, so I'm going to try and pry and get some tea for press. Have you reached out to ask for an interview? So How it's funny because I, I pulled my it. team. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to just do it. I, I pulled my team, and I'm like, would you guys want to – should we do this? Should we go for it? And my team was like, no. They were all – I mean, they're my team was mostly younger, and they were like, no, absolutely not. We don't want to hear from this guy. But I'm like, I don't know about that. I disagree. This was one of the very Ooh. few instances where I disagree with my Let team. me tell you this. Go on The Shade Room, that, which is the, the iconic yeah, Instagram account. Look at Nipsey Hussle's mom. She put something on her Instagram His story. His final text. No, no, no. She did a video. Okay. Yesterday, I think it was, the day before, in a restaurant. Yeah. One of her good, good girlfriends, you can hear in the background, is filming her. Mm -hmm. And they're like kind of asking her, like, how, how are you feeling? And what she said, which was so profound, it's like a two, one of those two videos you got to scroll from the first to the second. It was almost two minutes long. Yeah. But she's very light-skinned, almost white-looking. She yeah. looks like she's a white American woman, but you said she was Eritrean. No, the dad is from Eritrea okay. uh, in Africa, and the mom is African-American. Oh, she looks white. Yeah, she looks she's very black. white. Okay, she is she light the Dickens. Oh, wow! Mm -hmm. I thought she was white, but she's she said she was like, I am so happy today. I am like victorious. I am smiling. You know, um, people are like, why are you smiling? Why are you happy? Why are you joyful? And she yeah. said that Nippy's Nipsey's all around us. Like he came to do what he was supposed to do. He came, he fulfilled his, I almost want to say she said he fulfilled his prophecy. Wow. She got very spiritual, hmm. like almost next level. Right. Um, but basically said that like, He's all around us. He's he's not leaving. I see him everywhere, and I'm I'm rejoicing in the life that he led. Wow! And this was this was like literally his calling, almost like she almost compared him to Jesus. Like yeah. that he came, he fulfilled his prophecy, and this was how it was supposed what was supposed to happen. Huh. So I almost feel like you should talk to the mother, interview yeah. her, and then maybe bring her into the interview with the Eric. Because oh I feel gosh. like this is the crazy part. Watch the video. And you guys at home that are listening on your tr on the train ride or whatever, watch the video. She is remarkably, almost like 
unsettling. Like it's it's she's so calm. Right. She's so calm. She's so at peace. And she literally says like, I don't wish otherwise. Like I I I believe this was this was ordained right. and destined to happen. Yeah. You know when you have real spiritual um, belief and it's real. You can get to that place mm-hmm. where you're like, this was the destiny that my son was meant to fulfill in this amount of time. And yep. You can get to that place. I mean, mothers can't. It's shock. It's hard to believe that someone can. But I can see that. If I had to really watch it three believe, times because I was like, wait, is she drunk? No, I had to watch it. No, it's, on watch, it's not on the shade room. Yep. They got the video. And it's, it's very pow- it's very powerful. And it made mm-hmm. me realize that this is this is a very brilliant woman yeah. and her son who accomplished so much in a little bit of time and yeah. was able to transition and and morph into businessman executive you know he was this sort of spiritually connected integral person yeah because of that mama he probably called because her once her. a week let her know the moves he was making and she probably co-signed a lot of the things that he was doing in the community she's a brilliant woman that reminds me of Afini Shakur because yes. Afini Shakur had the same kind of reaction to Tupac yes. died she didn't like fall apart neither did Biggie's mom they really were bigger than the moment oh. they, were, they, they met the moment I think his mom Mom wants to talk to Eric too, and and, and hold him. I think she would literally hug him, hold him, and let him cry on her shoulder. I would not. Be I guarantee you, when you watch the video, you guys will not disagree with me. And here's the reality: is that this this guy who killed Nipsey Hussle, he's like the villain. I mean, if he survives, he better be very very careful in prison. Let's just put it that Ooh, way, oh right? God. And he, but he he has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. As evil as what he did is. I really have want to know why. Why would you go that far? Yeah. If you were, were you envious of him? Were you jealous of him? And you're right. Maybe he would tell one, tell his mama. No, no. Maybe I think that I think that he would tell his mom. Him. I think he would even tell. I think he would tell you. Yeah. I think that it's a matter of approaching it in a space of, you know, I'm not the judge and jury. Yeah. I'm here to let you tell your story. I just want to know why. And, you did it. Yeah, and that's it. And I think that we have to find that space in our culture to. Because I even think like there's a story in in you know sitting down with a Klansman as you mentioned earlier you know who 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 now understands what he did was wrong. There's a right. story there. Yeah. You know to to get into the psychology of how you're able to be that how did racist. You go there, right. Oprah and used to and do wish that harm on people. Yeah. And I think we need more of that. It's interesting because that original Oprah Winfrey show is so iconic because she was able to do so many of of those kinds of shows that are so memorable even today. We're talking mm-hmm. about 40 years later or 30 years later. She really did make an impact. You cannot yeah. take anything away from Oprah because she did that. No, she she changed she the game, did. and I think that she checked her ego at the door yeah. and literally became selfless at times. Yeah. Uh, Can we get her powerful. to interview Candace Owens? Ooh, come on, Candace. <laughs> Can you explain to me? And I'm a little bit late because I was, like, studying for Wendy today. Can you explain to me what she did yesterday? I understand the comment <gasps> she made when she was speaking yeah. and, and almost, like, praising Hitler months ago mm, that went yeah. viral. <laughs> and and for those who don't know Candace, she is someone who is kind of the cause celeb of the of the alt right. The far right has picked her up as sort of their black woman of the moment because I guess Diamond and Silk, you know, just weren't cutting it. They're not made for TV. They don't have TV looks. They don't have TV. No. They don't have a TV look, and they're Mm-mm. doing sort of a, a version of blackness that's quite stereotypical. Yep. But isn't that useful? Mm-mm. Candace Mm-mm. Owens is a young, attractive woman who Kanye West got enamored by for a while, and mm-hmm. she she's was sort of jawline. teaching him. Mm-hmm. She's a beautiful jawline. Um, she was sort of almost teaching him politics, mm-hmm. and he was learning his right wing politics at least partly from her. So Candace Owens, um, she's a part of a, a group of, you know, far right kind of campus crusaders where mm. they get her to, you know, sort of talk to the college crowd okay. to try to recruit more conservatives. She has some outre views. I don't think there are a lot of black people who would agree with anything she says. Um, she says uh, that essentially racism isn't real, that uh, anti-blackness isn't real, that it's the Democratic Party. If there is racism, it's only Democrats who are really racist and Republicans mm-hmm. are not. 
She doesn't believe that the rise of the alt-right and the neo-Nazi movements that are clearly rising, she doesn't think that's real. And she, what she said about Hitler essentially was that it wouldn't be a problem if he just wanted to make Germany great again. His problem was the expansionism and the globalism trying to expand beyond Germany, which is a insane thing to insane, say. Yep. Um, and so what happened was Congressman Ted Lieu, who we've invited on the show this weekend, full disclosure, um, we, you know, we invited him. Uh, he just read back her words to her and the right went absolutely crazy. Wow. And of course, black Twitter um, tried to trade her for Rachel Dolezal. Mm-mm-mm. And you know that it's been interesting because I, how I, does she make a coin? Like I'm looking at her right now, like, in terms of like money, how does she how does she get paid? Because in my mind, there has to be money she's making from this. There is. Oh no, she's a part. It, you know, there's a group of like sort of right wing organizations and think tanks that employ these people. She's 29. She's 29 young, years old. Yeah, and they and they get money from speaking engagements. They get money um, through these sort of think tanks. It's what they do. I mean, it, there's there is a lot of money to be made in this right wing sort of what one might call a fever swamp. Mm-hmm. Um, there's money to be made. No, because I look at those two those two sisters that you mentioned, whatever Diamond, Diamond and Silk, whatever their names are, Rayon and Cubic Zirconia. Yeah, I I believe that there are. It's, it's a check. Honestly, if there it's was no check attached, they would not they do, do this. It's money, Correct. and they're, it's just yeah. a coin. It's a and, way to pay the rent. And the way they get money, like if you're the the you know Rayon and Cubic Zirconia variety, um, basically they have a YouTube show. And their YouTube show spins on Facebook. And so they get money the same way Red Table Talk does. Basically, yep. the more views you get, you, you serve You monetize ads. your channel. You yeah. monetize your channel. Yeah. And that's really what they do. But I think Candace Owens is a prime example of this sort of insta-fame culture that we're it in. Where very much that. at 29 years old, you know, you can just have a stance and have a platform. Yes. Yep. And the platform can be these digital platforms we've, we've created. And suddenly yep. you become... A figure, a, a public figure, yep. you know, Instantly. look at the, the, the check mark you can get just from having followers to make you correct. a verified public it's figure. Check. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's 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 a cautionary tale about the toxicity that kind of can evolve out of these platforms. Totally. And, and you know, and obviously the celebrity cosign helps. But yes. I think just having these platforms that are able to amplify this tomfoolery and full wangery yeah. is a problem. Full wangery. If and we I, didn't have Twitter and Instagram, she would not be a thing. She would not be a thing. And, the, and so Turning Point USA is the uh, conservative think tank that uh, this guy Charlie Kirk founded. Um, and she's sort of one of their kind of spokespeople. So you can mm. get a coin from, you know, being affiliated with these okay. groups. They get you speaking, speaking engagements. engagements and That's good. She's good, got a good YouTube coin. deal. And what happens, I think, a lot to, for a lot of people who, if you're cynical enough, yep. you can look at the phenomenons that now we're back to politics, like Donald Trump, and say, there are a lot of followers of his mm-hmm. that I could make money if I can just engage them. Yep. You know, he had 60 million voters. That's 60 million opportunities to make a coin. Mm-hmm. If each one of those 60 million people gave me a dollar, I'd have 60 million dollars. So how can I engage them? And one of the ways that they are uh, that, that you can engage them is by being an an alternative version of a Trump supporter. I mean, you're not a white male. Mm-hmm. So if you're gay or if you're black mm-hmm. or if you're a woman or if you're a woman of color, that's an attractive niche you can yeah. fill in yep. to make them feel better about themselves. They're like, look, I like this black woman. Yep. Therefore, you cannot call me racist or sexist because she's a woman. She's black. She's on my side. And so You'll they get look a free for membership these, to Mar-a-Lago. Free membership. Yes, you know yep. it. <laughs> and as long as the gravy train of Trump is going, a mm-hmm. lot of people are going to jump on it. Wow, that's and, that's and you don't know if they believe really it or not. It doesn't matter. Scary. Yeah. No, have you tried to book Candace Owens for your show? Oh, honey, no. You would never give her a platform. <laughs> you would never baby, do it. Baby. But Joy, you just said, listen, I'm gonna hold you. Baby. You just said, child, <laughs> that you would interview a murderer, I would, a rapist, a Klansman, but she would not interview Candace Owens. Correct. Because I would, I would actually because like you- to see you the way you interviewed Omarosa <laughs> before she came with the Trump receipts. Yeah, you interviewed her when she was stomping for Trump. Yes, and you, it was a chore. you took her to task. It was a chore. I would love to see you with a black woman. Right. 
talk to her yeah. and and ask her how does she feel about some of the things that she had said she and especially representing black women women the, to woman to woman that would I, rate i would, would i would pop popcorn at 10 in the morning I and i would open up <laughs> champagne and and, and, and trickle in some saint germain to watch you take her to task or and read it for phil but here's the reason why i would interview the clansman and the murderer but not <laughs> her Candace? and i'm gonna be honest honestly because that clansman is not <laughs> going to need to perform for me Ooh. they're gonna tell me what they really think if I were to get to interview the guy who killed Nipsey Hussle, I don't expect him to perform. He has nothing to lose. He's going to prison. Yep. Probably for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He has nothing to lose but to tell me what he really thinks. Candace is still performing. But Omarosa, you had on your show, she performed the first time. She sure did, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but Lesson you know what I think? Learned. But I think, Joy, that you're so good at your job, and that's what I watched when I watched Omarosa. You were so good at your job that you cut through the performance. You literally were like, take this light down, yeah. and I'm going to show you this is my show, and if I asked you a question, you yeah. can answer the question I asked you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that you can cut through the performance. You did it with Omarosa. That, yeah. that pre- the, the second time <laughs> she came on your show, she had come clean. She had brought all the receipts right. on Trump. She had written she the book. She wanted that barbecue. Yes. But the first time that you had her on, it, was it went viral, and you really stopped. You were like, let's stop for one second. You were on my show, and you're going to answer the questions <laughs> that I ask you. You can do the same with cameras. You can see Can- Candace, the camera girl, get off the stage and <laughs> speak into the mic, because I'm asking you real questions, girl. I'm going to consider it. Now, you see, you're selling it to see? me, Chris. So you are a very good salesman, Because I want to see a black woman ask her the questions that a black woman would ask, and the way that a black woman would ask. And okay. I think that you could do that. I, I am going to consider that. I'm going to really seriously consider that. And you know what? Read this. Read that, audience. If you would like to see that interview, let me know. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I will be interested in knowing what you all think of whether or not that interview should happen. I'd like to see you interview her. I would do it. I would <laughs> I do a walk and talk. <laughs> I would go to her house. You I want to get in her cupboards. I want <laughs> to go to her, go to her, go through her bank statements. You know I want to know it all. Cause I'm, I, I'm very curious, like, the mindset behind what you're doing and is it authentic? Because to your point, I really think that Diamond and Silk and, oh, and was it Diamond and Silk? Well, I say Ray on a cubic zirconia, but okay. you can say whatever silk? you want. Is it silk? It's Diamond and Silk. Okay, Silk. I can't remember Diamond and Star. Diamond and Silk, I think that, and I think Omarosa, it's all about money. And I think that when you talk to them when they're off, when they're not on camera, when they're yeah. not performing, you will yeah. see that they're not, they don't believe in the things that they're saying. And you know what? And I would want to capture that. And there's a pathos to some of it because, I, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine, Leah Wright Rigger, who's an amazing um, Harvard professor, she wrote a book called The Loneliness of the Black Republican. It's really long, but I recommend if you have time to read it. It's because it talks about the box that a lot of black conservatives are in, mm. meaning that they're cut off in a sense from the black community because the vast majority of black people are Democrats and are liberal, at least liberal politically, even if not socially. And so they are in this position where they are aligned with a party that's almost entirely white, but they're still in their own version of themselves a part of the black community. And so how do you how do you do that balancing act? Michael Steele mm-hmm. does it quite well. Mm-hmm. Michael Steele's still at the cookout. You know what yep, I mean? People still yep. accept him as a black man that loves the black community, but he's politically on the opposite side of Obama when Obama was yeah, in. Yeah. So how do you be the guy who's anti-Obama and who's black? And wow. so they're in this weird position now. If you're a Trump-loving black person, which barbecue are you going to again? Mm. And so do you feel so alienated from your own community that you just become angrier and angrier and angrier? I used to know some of the angriest black Republicans in Florida because they were angry because they felt alienated, because wow. they felt that no one could relate to their pro-Bush stance or their pro-Iraq war or whatever it is they were mm-hmm. for, and they felt cut off, and so they would take that out on other black people because they would, felt like it was being taken out on them. That should be a Netflix docu-series. I would watch totally that, be. y'all. I would watch that. Would you not? I would watch that one, and I would also watch the Republican 
Americans that are in Florida, they're Latina, that, you know, that came from Cuba, that immigrated here, first generation that believe and vote for Trump and believe in putting that border up for Mexico. That's correct. And what Because I know people like that. My ex boyfriend, his family lives in Orlando. They moved from New Jersey to Mm -hmm, Orlando. And mm -hmm. his sister is a Trump supporting. You know, Republican, she's Cuban and Puerto Rican. Her mm-hmm. mom and dad are both immigrants. Puerto Rican. Yes, her mom immigrated from Cuba. Her dad came from Puerto Rico. Um, her mom barely speaks speaks the king's English. Love her to death. She's ninety two years old. But I'm like, girl, how could you be anti immigration when your mom when your mom immigrated from Cuba? Right. Yeah. Well that's I, I the whole get thing. It. Cuban Americans are so right wing. There are actually Mexican Americans. How is that possible, Joy? There are Mexican Americans who feel the same way. Remember, he got almost thirty percent of the Hispanic vote. There are black people who feel the same way. There wow. are black people who hate immigrants, who are anti immigrant. So it's like there are people who are I would on this watch weird that docu series because I need to know what in God's name is really going on in their minds yeah. like what what was what, what the rationale there and for some people i think there's authentic pain like you know michael Steele talked about when he ran for um, the united states senate in maryland black people throwing oreos at him and call mm. him an oreo because he's a republican too, but yeah. michael michael Steele is a perfectly cool like down brother like yep. he really is a, a black man yeah okay. you know but then there are some people who go like way to the to the right and who are way off on a weird planet mm-hmm. where they are hate more hateful toward black people than you know what I mean? Yeah, then the farthest yeah. right, all yes, right yes, person. Yes, 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 and it's yes. like, you don't, and so there's a range there. Mm-hmm. I would, you know what? That might be a doc. We I need to do that, that will documentary. Be a doc. I think that will be a doc. The and I almost feel like, I almost like maybe you could hop in a car and just drive dr- dr- drive around the country and, and, and talk to them. Like, like literally get out and go to the diners, go to the restaurants, <laughs> What's go the guy's to the name that was on CNN? Remember what Van Jones? Van Jones? No, oh, not no. Van Jones. The one who was on CNN. He's not on there anymore. Oh my God, y'all! What was his Roland name? Roland Martin? No, no, no. no. The young Hootie, black Hootie. guy Wait. that was on CNN, and people would just tear him up every time Wait, he was. Joy, I don't remember. What was he doing on he CNN? Was the guy who was on CNN. He was the he was a commentator, political yes, commentator. Yes, he was the commentator on brother? CNN. Young black guy. Ain't but on so CNN. many brothers. Nina, our, our producer, our fabulous producer, she's jumping right to the case. Let's Ain't but so many brothers. There Mark Lamont Hill? No, no, but he's, no, no. This, was, this was a conservative. He was a conservative oh, I commentator know. I don't think CNN. I was watching look political up, news back then. conservative commentator on CNN. I can't believe that he's already been forgotten in history. But I would watch that. I think it's fascinating. I think for me, it's like, again, I'm always very, I try not to, not to pass judgment until I hear you explain nope. Your reasoning for why you, you know, why you believe what you believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And I think people don't, I mean, I don't know if it brings further understanding, honestly. Paris Denard. Okay. Remember Paris yes. Denard? I, I remember having Paris Denard on my show. Whatever happened to him? He was he on scene. Oh. He had like a sexual harassment or some oh, kind of thing happened where he had to go. He had a Me he Too. He caught thing. up in the Me Too tsunami. He got caught up in the Me Too <laughs> Child, tsunami. They got dragged back into the ocean. Yes. And he had a dr- tsunami. And he got pushed mm, back down to the mm, ocean. Mm, mm, mm. But Paris Denard, um, I had him on my show when I was doing a nighttime show, just hosting a nighttime evening something. Yes. And he literally said to me, that his view of whatever was endorsed by Jesse Jackson. Wow. He said it once on the show, and I said, I don't think that sounds right, my brother. I don't think that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's And then he right. said it again, and I was like, okay, you're not going to say that because that you have no you know, proof of that, so yeah, don't say yeah, that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next time I had him on the show, he did it again. That's So I told my producers, I said, if he, if he brings up Jesse Jackson again, I need you to take this phone number. This is Jesse Jackson's number. And dial him in. And dial I said, him in. Patch if him in. he does it again, call this number. Patch that's Reverend Jackson's in. guy, and he will put yep. him on the phone. Call him on the line. Hello, had, caller. That's what we had to do. We had to do oh, a you call. you did it? You think we did it? Oh, stop. We went right to wow. call her on the line. Here is Reverend Jesse Jackson. Oh, Reverend, is what he says true? Wow. No. 
Mm-mm-mm. We had to check him like that. Wow. I mean, this dude was so brazen that he's like, this is a living person. But you almost who's have reachable. to. I think in order to take yourself there as a black person, as a Latino person, you have to almost like lose your mind a little bit and like oh, live yeah. in a delusional state to yeah. be able to think that what you're saying and the party that you're voting for is okay. You have to almost lose your mind a little bit. So I, yeah. I believe that. That all and makes sense to me. The truth about political parties and it's true of both parties is that when they're done with you, they're done with you. Yeah. And these people, I don't know where they land and maybe they're getting some coins when they where they land, mm. but it's not clear that the party's ever going to be there for you. So you need to think about, you know, whatever it is you're, you know, putting out there and selling. Yep. At the end of the day, are you getting back the respect? No, and I think that the money you can make in the short term is not worth it. Is it right? It's, it's not, it's not it. all money's good money. All right. Well, I think we're gonna leave it here. Chris oh, Witherspoon, I can hang with you all day. Oh, oh my God! We gonna let yes. you go because I know you got important places. To I have be. to just go for a little sip and see what he is. Do a little sip and see. We don't want to <laughs> make you late for that because when there's sipping involved, we make sure that everyone is on time. And uh, you can catch Chris Witherspoon pretty much everywhere. You can listen to him on the Wendy Williams Show, on the View, on the Today Show, yes, CBS everywhere. Morning Show with Gail. Yes. You go talk to Gail and tell her what's Robert, happening with R. Kelly. Robert. 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 Don't you just want that moment in your career? No, it's amazing. Like Gail, Gail, that she will never be able to get past that interview. No. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. That's and he yes. said, you know, he later has said he was happy with the interview. I kind of believe it because you he know planned what? It. He got to act crazy and perform the the act that he wanted to perform. He performed yep. the act. He went in he there went planning in. to yep. perform. He performed, hit all his cues, but all did of Gail it. Gail play it to perfection. She she sat there stoic. Oscar. 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 Yes. Oscar. Give yes, her yes, an Emmy yes. and an Oscar. Give her both. Yep. And a, and, oh, a and a Golden Globe. And, and a Golden Globe. Give and and a Golden Globe. Just take everything. a hold of it in your arms, yep. just, pack them all up, mm-hmm. drop one set off at Regina King's house, yep. drop another set off at Lupita's house, and then mm-hmm. drop another set off at mm-hmm. Gail King's house and mm-hmm. leave it in. No more awards. Nope, none of them. And none no host them. either. Nope. Unless you do me doing it. Or Gail. Or, Maybe Gail can host. Gail, oh my God. Robert. Robert. Your, your time Robert. is up, Robert. Mm-hmm. Robert. And you can... <laughs> You can also catch Chris uh, on this on this fine podcast because we love Chris Witherspoon. He is our play cousin. So, uh, and you can also follow Christopher on Witherspoon C yes. on the Twitters. On Twitter, you're also on Instagram. the gram on the Instagram yes, on the and his gorgeous son. You can yes. catch the prince, Joyce Godson, my my godson, the prince. <laughs> well, we're not saying names because you have to find it yourself. Yes, and you can also catch the missing Jackie Reed, who will be back next week for the podcast when she leaves off the Joiner cruise because she out there without us. Getting I need to hear by all Jackson. the Jane Jackson tea. When I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be listening in. I'm gonna have a, my, my my microphone. Okay, like, you know what I mean. She yes. she was literally texting me video of my of Janet Jackson. Uh, like, hey, girl, mm, I'm just here with Janet. Just the touch the him her garment. Okay. That's all I need. Can I just really literally the little sweat that, dry, yes. that flies off? Let me catch some in a little cup. <laughs> just in a little glass. <laughs> and you have a flask. <laughs> you can catch Jackie Reed on the Top Jordan Morning Show Tuesday and Fridays at 8.15 a.m. You can catch on New York Live in the New York area Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. on the Hub Today if you happen to be in Boston where it is quite chilly. I was just there a little while ago. At 12.30 p.m. you can also catch Jackie on Serious Progress on Saturdays at 2 p.m. for Inside Her Story. Fabulous, fabulous podcast, Chris, if you haven't listened to it. She oh, interviews phenomenal it. women it's phenomenal. and it's fabulous. Uh, and also on Sundays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, if you want to catch me, you can find me same bat time, same bat channel every weekend. AM Joy, 10 a.m. Eastern on AM Joy. You can also catch me on all the social medias at Joy and Reed. Spell it right, R E I D. We love you guys. And Chris, what are you going to do for you before we go? You know, I this am week. going to just try to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym, you know, I just stand. relax. It's just like a nice yeah. way for me to defuse. God I'm going to try you. to get in at some point yeah. and really enjoy the time I have with my son. He's getting old. He's yeah. seven years old. He's growing up so fast. And I yeah. feel like I want to be present and yep. really just like 
play the video game he asked me to play because yeah. I'm still cool. Yeah. I'm still cool, Dad. You're still cool, so Dad. I'm gonna for enjoy now. that. I'm gonna yeah. enjoy that while yeah. I have it. It's going away very soon. I can sense it's it. It's true. Your answers are always deep. Mine is I'm gonna watch a lot of TV <laughs> and eat. Oh, I'm gonna watch Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh my Thrones. God! How did I even leave that out? I'm gonna watch Game of Thrones. Winter's Don't coming. call me, bother me, text at me all. at all. Don't okay, even play with Sunday. Us. We will not answer. Beginning our phone. at noon. I'm getting ready at noon. We gotta start after binging your show, at noon. After your show on Sunday, I'm checking out, getting ready Same. for Game of Thrones. I'm gonna do my show. I'm gonna do the little after party that we do on Facebook <laughs> yep. Live. I'm gonna take my behind home and then yep. don't call don't me. Don't call me. Or text I'm gonna me. be like getting on my spiritual ritual ready for watching the game. Winter is coming. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I need you in my life together.